Sports Worldwide Live. In three, two, one. On 947, Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live. Hashtag MSW. Let me tell you, this day in history, on the 6th of June, 1986, for the very first time, England played an African nation in the World Cup. If you cast your mind back, they played against Morocco in a group match at the 1986 finals in Mexico. A disappointing 0-0 draw was marked by the first sending off of an England player in a World Cup finals match. So at that stage, Ray Wilkins threw the ball at the Paraguayan referee. Gabriel Gonzalez. So England qualified from the group in second place with the group winners Morocco becoming the first African nation to qualify for knockout stages of the tournament. So yeah, on this day, the very sixth day of June, 1986. Those are the happenings as we welcome you to Marawa Sports Worldwide right here on 947. You're live on Vuma FM, Rise FM, and on Sowetan Live. Catch us on different media platforms. I think today you might need uh, the WhatsApp voice note number because oh, we finally cracked it. 060-708-0484 060-708-0484 Use it for your comments, use it for your questions, use it for observations that you've made. Otherwise, you can join us in our studio number 011-883-8947 And if you haven't seen the social media announcement of our guest here tonight. Hey, maybe, 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 maybe. Here's a little teaser. Marawa Sports Worldwide. Rewind the tape. Benny McCarthy, thank you so much. Look forward to seeing Robert you. Robert Marawa, good speaking to you as always, brother. And you're my friend, my friend. So give me a call when, when you've got a minute or so. And we keep in touch. All right, thanks so much. I'll phone you for Ronaldo's number. <laughs> okay, my brother. Take care, man. Sister Petina. Marawa Sports Worldwide. Rewind the tape. Benny McCarthy, thank you so much. Look forward to seeing Robert Marawa. Good speaking to you as always, brother. And you're my friend, my friend. So give me a call when, when you've got a minute or so. And we keep in touch. All right. Thanks so much. I'll phone you for Sister Ronaldo. Sister Petina. Hashtag MSW. Yeah, seems so long ago, hey? Even the late AKA believed so much in his talents. An incredible human being may so continue to rest in peace. I mean, we all know just how lethal he was during his heyday. A world-class striker whose experience certainly rubbed off at Manchester United this season. A tremendous impact that he's having on Man United. He's played a key role in resurrecting the form of the star strikers. Uh, I think a lot of people had written off Marcus Rashford, but you look at him now. An incredible performance he's put out. And what a dream season, really. He's had... We understand Man United fans, but what a dream season he's had. We are going to be reflecting with the one and only Benny McCarthy on his first season at Old Trafford. I don't even think he knows how surreal that sounds. Uh, Benny, good to have you. Good evening, sir. My brother, how are you, man? I'm trying to be as strong as you. I'm trying to be as good as you. I'm trying to be as polished as you. I'm trying to be as successful as you. I'm trying to be Benny McCarthy. You are all that, brother. You are all that, man. Oh, Benny, first. We cut from the same cloth, my man. Don't you know that by now? Oh, Benny, 
if I had a fraction of your cloth, my friend, um, I would be traveling the world. I'd be, you know, I'll be everything that you are. Outside of all of these things, just know one thing. On behalf of so many South Africans, a lot of them non-Man United supporters have, from the time you were appointed, have been so proud, have been banging on these doors, asking when are we connecting with you. And I said, you know what, give Benny the season. We're not going to chat to him. We're not going to trouble him. We're not going to ask for an interview. Let him have his moment. And wow, what a moment. Firstly and foremost, congratulations on everything. Uh, thank you so much. I'm, I'm beyond grateful and appreciative for all the love, for all the support, you know, especially and where we come from. No one in their wildest dreams imagined that this would be remotely possible for a South African to be playing or working as a coach at, at one of the greatest clubs in the world, you know, at Manchester United. And me, certainly when I left Amazulu, this was definitely not on the cards for me. But sky's the limit once you put your mind to it, you know, you believe that you're capable of anything. And, and, and that was my, my belief. You know, one door closed for me and then another door opened. So I took it and I grabbed it with both hands. And, and all I wanted to do was just showed, show these people that, you know, when you invest, when you when you give South Africans an opportunity, and that's that's what we that's what we that's what we about. That's what we can achieve. That's what we can do, given the opportunity. And that's why I didn't want it to fail myself. I didn't want it to fail my family, and I most certainly didn't want it to fail South African people because, you know, me succeeding would open the doors for a lot of South Africans. Well, you we certainly have opened plenty of doors now. Who spoke to you about what to say Man United was an option? Um, Eric Den Haag, the manager, came in and then um, he spoke to my agent, my agent Rob Moore, about one of the players that was playing in, in Holland. Um, and just he, he he asked Rob about the the American player that Rob also managed, and um, Rob they were just speaking about that. And once the conversation ended, and then he asked him, "Oh, by the way, how's Benny? How's Benny doing? Is he still is he still working in South Africa?" Or then Rob said, "No, he left and he's back in Scotland." And then he he said to Rob, "For me to." to give him a call and if I could possibly come and see him in Manchester. And that's how it came about. And then, yeah, when obviously when, when Rob told me that the manager wanted to, to speak to me and he wanted me to come and see him, oh, you know, a massive lump in your throat because I just read like just a couple of weeks prior to that that he signed for Man United and what would he possibly want with me and then yeah I called him I spoke to him and then he asked me just if I could come down and deliver a training session because you know he's looking for for a key member of, of, of his team to be part of his team working with the attackers but he needs someone that that knows what he's doing that's been in the in, in the shoes that most of these players have are now and also that you know you got you can coach and and in and, and you see my cv that i've coached in south africa so i've got some experience 
but he also wanted just to see me um, firsthand. And we we arranged a day for me to go down to Manchester, and then I went down, uh, took the um, the reserve team, the reserve team players, which had Alejandro Ganacho, um, yeah, um, Ahmad Diallo. So I had all the the, 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 the youth reserve players, you know, and I I gave a a, a knockout the park session. Um, good attacking, good attacking session. Like you know that the players enjoyed really, really well. But you saw you saw clear ideas of attacking football, and when you're going forward, like you know the strikers um, involved and scoring lots of goals and chances created from 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 the session. So I think that was very positive, and he and he loved that because. That was exactly his philosophy, his way of wanting to play, and the fact that I was also very attack-minded. So I think that thing, and then he says to me, he'll get in, t- he'll get in touch back with me. So he'll let me know once they come back from pre-season. But by the looks of things, the way the session's gone, I think the job's yours if you want it. And oh my God, like my heart. Literally stood still. The job is yours if you wanted. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and um, and yeah, like not, you can you can imagine the disbelief. You know, like first I didn't. I, I had to process and and stuff. But once I then I drove back up home. I drove back up home to Scotland, and the whole way back and. I, I, I was trying to to replay what what just happened, you know, and um, yeah, and I, I think what made me then realize that this is real because he took me into his office and it was just me and him that sat there and then we just spoke football. And first he asked me about my time at Ajax and when I played there and then, and um, we were just reminiscing back on what Dutch football used to be like and you know and then he just explained his vision what he wanted to achieve coming here and he knows that England isn't the easiest place you know for a foreign manager for any manager to come but he he believes in his ability he believes in the people that he's going to recruit that he can make a, a big change to this big club and he can take the club back to glory days and he wants me to be part of that and and I think yeah that convinced me that I was like, I'm actually going to work for Man United. Oh my God. So, so yeah. I mean, it's like a, like a little kid now, you know, going to get his little uh, PlayStation. But for you, this is reality. This is real life. These are real players. These are big stars, Benny. And when you get approached, just tell me though, because one of the key things people kept asking me about, uh, what would have given you the edge? Yes, you've just outlined, you know, the brilliance of your coaching work, especially here in South Africa, where you left Cape Town City, where you left and historically left Amazulu. Uh, but most importantly, uh, Man United are almost like a United Nations. There's a culmination of so many different languages and people and so on. Uh, but your ability, again, to be able to be conversant in how many languages now, Benny? Yeah, so um, I think I've, I've, I've I conversed with David De Gea, Lisandro Martinez, um, Alejandro Ganacho, and 
Facundo Pelistre. So that's my Spanish crew. So that's the boys that I speak Spanish with. And then we've got a young um, Mejia, a young boy in the in the in the twenty ones who's really good. Um, he's a future prospect. So I speak that's I speak Spanish with them. So that's my Spanish crew. And then my Portuguese crew is Fred, uh, Casimiro, Bruno, um, Diogo Dalo, and who's the other one? Been, yeah. Yeah, Fred, uh, Bruno, yeah. Fred, Casimiro, yeah. Bruno, um, Diogo Dalot, and Victor Lindelof. Yes. And then and you... Then there's also a, 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 a Dutch crew. And then there's the Dutch crew, which is Wout Vegos, the manager, um, Mitchell van der Gaard, the assistant manager, um, one of the analyst guys, um, Kevin, and Tyrell Malasio. So that's the Dutch crew. So that's who I speak Dutch and, you know. And then obviously then we've got the English boys, and unfortunately, there's no Afrikaans brothers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we were going to bring Ashley Dupree there. But, uh, you know, he's still proving himself at Kaiser Chiefs. Who knows? He might make it there. Uh, but choose any language, Benny, uh, to take us to the break. Uh, so we, we're having a conversation here. This is never going to be an interview between myself and Benny McCarthy. So I need you in Spanish, Dutch, uh, as well as what? What am I missing? And in Portuguese. Uh, to please take mm -hmm. us to an ad break here on MSW on 947. So you want me to go to the ad break? Yeah, please link into it. This is your show. Um, señores y señores, vamos a un minuto, vamos a, a un anuncio, pero regresamos dentro de un minuto. Estás con, estás con nosotros? Al regresor. Chao. It is so good to be home, so good to be down in Tunakakasini. Benny McCarthy in studio. Good evening, coach of the season. The sun's burnt you, man. Hey, hey my man. There's three, there's three sides darker here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you ever think that we would be here in Durban and you would be on the verge of playing a home leg game of the CAF Champions League as a coach of Amazulu? To be honest, never in a million years that I even, even had crossed my mind or just in a flash of a dream that I would be coaching Amazulu. We came, we've changed, we've changed things around. The players, you know, they've they've been present ever since. And we finished second in the league and and, and yeah there's still plenty more to come I feel Sports Worldwide Monday to Friday weekdays Imagine, imagine that conversation happening with Benny McCarthy when he had just joined Amazulu. He was saying that he couldn't believe he was head coach of Amazulu. Today, he's coaching at Manchester United. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> the contrast, Benny, the contrast is crazy. But I don't know whether you took your spell yesterday. It was an Amazulu day. We had Amazulu press conference. Uh, didn't finish in the top eight. Uh, changing coaches, resigning. I ended up not being there anymore. Players leaving. 11 plus are leaving. Hey, when you were there, you were coach of the season. You finished second. You were Champions League. BTP Mazembe home and away. I can go on and on and on and on. 
What do you make of it when you look back at it from the UK and you say, ah, my team, what's going on? Great times, great memories for me, you know. Um, I don't have a single bad thing to say about that club, you know, because I think they gave me an opportunity, a great opportunity, because never would I have thought I would manage a club like Amazulu. Not that I think I'm better, or, but that was just not in my on my list of clubs where I would want to coach but I took up uh, the opportunity because you know spoke to the manager I spoke to yourself as well and you you only spoke great about um, the KwaZulu Natal area and and yeah and I, I took on the challenge you know left everything behind and I, I went in there like really wanting to prove like that Cape Town City was a massive mistake and they made one of the biggest mistakes by, you know, the way we departed and, you know, when you don't give a coach enough time to to finish what he started. And this Amazulu would give me that perspective that, that to set the record straight. And that's exactly what I went and changed a few things, made it made the team a little bit more... Uh, professional, made it a bit more com- um, competitive and also brought in um, different structures, um, working structures, the way I wanted to work um, in the professional manner that I also wanted to work and how I wanted players to enjoy coming to training. When you wake up in the morning, you must be excited to come and train, you know, because our, our trainings was was all based on players um, learning, players improving, players becoming better, and players that will be taken serious, you know, once they finish playing under my guidance. But did you and, believe and, that and, you and needed and to leave at the time you left? I mean, was that a good time? Did you still want to carry on with the mission and the vision of the club? No, of course. Listen, I I wanted I wanted some changes made because I just felt the direction that I wanted to take the club, myself and my technical team. You know the way we work and 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 the obstacles that we had. It it was not on par with some of the people that was working in the club, and I just felt you know what. Every time we make ten steps forward, these people take you five steps backwards. And it was just constantly like, it uh, was like fighting against an, uh, an opposition within your own club, you know? And, and, and so when I was speaking with the chairman, with the president on maybe making changes in that, yes, it's difficult decisions, but in football, sometimes you, you gotta make hard decisions if you want to succeed, if you want to do the right things. And now, after all these years, the changes that I wanted to be made, I see they happening now. They're making those changes because look where the club is now. And if only if he had decided to bear with me and made the changes for the better for the club, he, you know, we wouldn't. I would have probably still have been an Amazulu, and Amazulu would have probably be contesting for top top four spots. You know? Well, you were second the last they, time. They so, you know, top four would be they, going back. But uh, top two, top one, toppling sundowns. I think that's the top, top, well, top. I, I, 
I think toppling Sundowns is a is a it's a huge ask because Sundowns win the league year after year. And after winning the league, they still strengthen their team. They still bring in more quality and better players than what they already have. So what chance do does anyone else have? But I I'm a I'm a believer. I believe that money don't money can't buy you everything. Sometimes it's just players if players have the will to succeed, if players have the heart to want to fight to go out there irrespective of how good someone is on the end of the day it's a 90 minute game if you're willing to believe in yourself if you're willing to believe in your teammates and if you're willing to die on that football pitch you give everything if they not if they don't pitch up on that day you have a better day you can beat them and we've proven that mm-hmm. you know that's that's my that's my thinking and but unfortunately the club the president the chairman um everybody connected to the club they didn't see what i saw the potential and they didn't wanted to make the changes that that needed to be made in terms for the club to to advance and 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 to continue building on that good season that we had finishing second finishing in the champions league so now next season we aim to do it again and then this time we want to go one step further you know we want to push we want to make it more difficult for sundowns mm. but yeah when you you don't if when you don't want to invest in bringing in new players when you don't want to change the players that's outdated that's 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 aging that you need to change and then to freshen up the team when you don't want to do that because you've had success with 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 with, with that team and you think you don't need to build on this what you have, that's good enough. That will take you maybe even one step further with the same. <laughs> You're making a huge mistake. And that's that's what happened. So not even halfway through, I think um, they thought that it was best for the club to part ways with me. And the club could seek better um, better management, a better a better coach than, than, than me. So, so be it. And then, yeah, we agreed. And I stepped out of the way and let them pursue whatever it is they wanted to pursue. But it was definitely not with me. And I wish them all the very best. And look, and this is me now. So i got to be grateful for them because me leaving there and me not staying there has given me time to be at home and then get the opportunity to go and become a, a, a first-team coach at Manchester United. And Amazulu is back to... Where they were, where I, where they were, when I walked through the door again. So, yeah, I'm sure that will be disappointing for you. And I know that uh, you're 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 a diplomat as much as you you know you shoot from the hip. I want to go to Sweden, um, Ben. You can almost imagine you you now in charge at a global uh, club, a club that has global interest. And our very first caller is phoning us from Sweden. Uh, Lisa Arnola, good evening. Good evening. Uh, good evening, Dagobakamarubawa. Good evening, Ben Makafi. Welcome. Good evening, Chief. Thank you so much. Uh, I hope you are speaking to the Sohanolo Musulian all the way from Sweden. I just want to say to Coach Ben Makafi, Coach Ben, thank you so much for representing our country, South Africa, so well. In fact, you are not only uh, representing South Africa, you are representing Africa as a continent because I once heard uh, 
the former legend in African football, Yaya Ture said, your move to Manchester United gave them hope that everything is possible. For Coach Benny, thank you so much and all the best with your future. Thank you so much what you are doing for our country. It's remarkable. And I believe you are just a special child. You are the first South African player to win a uh, Europa Champions League. You are the first now to represent our country in that level. All the all the best. Thank you so much. Lishanola, thank you so much indeed. I'll give Benny an opportunity to respond in a second. Uh, that's Lishanola calling us from Sweden, South African residing and working in Sweden as we speak. Let's go from uh, Sweden to the Val. Vuyo is there. Vuyo, good evening. Hi, hi, Robert. Welcome to the show. Benny McCarthy is uh, chatting to us here exclusively on hashtag MSW on 947. Um, you had to ask about another top striker in the world. Yes, my man. Uh, Benny. Yes, my chief. How are you? Hey, Tada. Hey, Tada. Uh, so, hey, Tada. Coach, yeah? yeah, go ahead. Go no. ahead, uh, Vuyo. Yeah, uh, Benny, as an attacking coach, I'd just like to ask you, Erling Haaland, do you think that he is a complete Or if you were to coach him, do you think you could add any more attributes? Thank you, that's my question. Any more attributes, uh, Benny? Thanks so much uh, for the call. If, 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 if he is to sign for Man United, then hell yeah. I would love to contribute to that, but I don't, I don't see that ever happening. And I can't see a possibility for me ever coaching Al Haaland, you know. But listen, I think he's, 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 um, he's a great, he's a great striker. He's still got loads of room for improvement, you know, because I, 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 I observe and I analyze sometimes a lot of the attacking attacking players and sometimes I, I just feel he, he he can he can improve his game a little bit especially when when defenders is trying to mark him out the game like I watched the game against Real Madrid where Rudiger was so tight on him and he, he ended up not having a solution even though he's like he's such a strong and powerful striker. He's got speed. He's got great heading ability. But then you need to adjust your game to play against different type of defenders because most defenders now take that game against Real Madrid as a reference and try and play him. And even the game on on Saturday against us in the in the FA Cup against Varane and Martinez, he he almost was non-existent. But because Man, Man City is such a good team, they've got a great team, they've got players that can pop up anywhere and score goals, and we weren't, we weren't able to contain them and take the game maybe to extra time or even win the game. But um, Haaland, Haaland was ineffective in that game, so I think, yes, there is a lot of improvement that he can make to his game, but overall I think he's one of the best players that we have now taking over from, from Ronaldo and Messi. Yeah, talking about Ronaldo, though, the I mean, when you came through, and and I know that the big impression that you made uh, was after Bruno Fernandes, who's now the captain of the club. I mean, he asked you for extra shooting practice, um, and then those drills 
uh, I do understand, became so popular that even Cristiano Ronaldo himself and, and others started wanting to join in. Just talk me through that because that, that for me uh, seemed like the turning point for Benny McCarthy, the impression you made at Manchester United. Yes, Rob. Um, obviously, like a lot of them knew of me. They knew who I was. They knew that I played the game and I played against some of some of them, um, especially with Cristiano when he was coming through uh, sporting in early years at Manchester United. So you know, we had a, we had already struck up a friendship then, and now we're having to work together. So of course, I have to prove myself that I can coach and. You know, the, the what I bring to the table is, is stuff that can benefit them, that they can add to to their training methods and then make themselves better. So, yes, so obviously, so for me, it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of pressure was on me because these are like world-class players that you're going to work with and you got to know your story. You know, you got to know your thing. And then, yeah, I just, I just put on things that I... I would have loved when I was a striker, when I was a player, I would have loved that a certain attacking coach or the coach that was doing the training sessions would have put up these kind of drills, specific drills that strikers strive for, the strikers love, you know, because sometimes we go in games without touching a lot of the ball. But when you get just that one opportunity that you'll be able to stick it away, you know, without being active very much so yes yeah, so for me it's all about working on consistency and it's it's not not the most complicated drills but it's just um uh, it's simple drills that strikers face in a game seven out of ten times but and then we work on consistency so the more consistent you become mm. the more regular you hit the target and then the more the, the, the easier it becomes in the game and yes and then the more i started doing that because bruno was the one that every day he wants to stay behind and do some bits but and then yeah after a while i started catching on that almost half the team was there even the midfielders even the def- then this was coming to do strike, like finishing drills because, yeah, like it, it was fun. It was excited and there was a lot of repetitions, repetitions. And, and, and yeah, we started making it into competition, competition like, you know, so every day we need to have a winner. And that's how that's that's how I started getting everyone engaged and everyone involved. And um, and one of the players who's always like Bruno is there every single day almost and Rashi Rashi followed and, and so forth and so forth and um yeah so it, we, we just created that culture where you know um, the, the the finishing drills was about competitiveness and and loads of repetitions and and also the consistency of hitting the target or making the goalkeeper move making the goalkeeper work to make saves, to stop to stop balls from hitting the back of the net. And then the more you can become consistent, the more accurate you become and in games. Sometimes we do have some of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League. So when you do play against teams like Nottingham Forest, um, Leeds United, um, their goalkeepers are maybe not the same standard of quality that mm-hmm. we have. So when you're consistent consistent hitting the target 
you sure are going to start putting more more shots on target and you're going to get probably a more goal, more, more goal ratio. And, and, and that's been a little bit of the turning point. Let's so, let's yeah. let's quickly hit our targets here, because I've got to hit some targets uh, with the advertisers. I've got to go for a break again. Benny McCarthy, my guest, uh, described by Marcus Rashford uh, as saying that he's definitely helped me a lot uh, to have attack-minded coaches within the squad. Is great for us forward players. We are thinking about scoring goals rather than the other bits. Lots of calls, lots of voice notes, lots and lots and lots of everything. Marala Sports Worldwide. Benny Joseph is my guest. Tell us about how they were trying to get Benny out of the national team. So Bennett Parker, it's Benny's number 17. The thick foot jerseys came out. Those are those slender jerseys. Yes. And Benny was having little problems. What a problem. He was having problems and he, was, he picked up a little weight, you know. And what they did to him was Bennett Parker wanted the number 17 jersey as well. Yes. So they went to show that Benny was going to be part of the whole occasion because we were playing Columbia that night. Bernard Parker, they thought, no, Bernard Bernard's going to be our top striker in the tournament, so number 17 goes to Bernard. Yes. But then they gave, Benny never had a jersey, and they gave him the size Bernard Parker was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> so he was fighting all time to get the jersey back. He's like a crop top. <laughs> Sports Worldwide, Monday to Friday weekdays. Hey, Benny, that's your friend, Manim Josephs. That's not me, hey? <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen to a couple of uh, voice notes that are coming through here. Mr. Marawa, I hope you are all good with your guest, Benny McCarthy. I would just like to find out what decision are they going to take about their goalkeeper, David De Gea, and what does he think about his performance overall in the season? Thank you. It's Musa Mapanga in Peter Maritzbeck. Yeah, thank you so much indeed. Uh, De quickly, we're going to run through this very quickly, Benny, because of time. Uh, what do you make of De Gea? A lot of people asking, is there a decision that's been taken with him or about him? Oh, no. I, what I make of it is he kept 17 clean sheets in the league. Um, yes, of course, you're going to concede, you know. But to win the, um, the Golden Gloves for for... For yet another season, it, it's remarkable because you don't like you see how difficult the league is. So I understand, yes, everyone has a bad game here or here and there, but doesn't stop him from being one of the best goalkeepers I've seen, I've worked with. He's unbelievable. The minute you spend every single day and you see a certain player, and you, I get to see firsthand more than what most people get to do so you see only on a saturday on the match day you see a player make a mistake here and then and the critic the critics hit the hit the roof but you get to spend every single day with that person and he's a he's an unbelievable guy great lad very intelligent but one of the best goalkeepers i've seen you know so it will be a crime mm-hmm. when united lose a, a goalkeeper they haven't covered the game. Sure. There you are. Very strong words. It would be a crime if Man United lose David De Gea. Mr. Marawa, hope you are all good with your guest, Benny McCarthy. I would just like to find out what decision are they going to take about their goalkeeper, David De Gea, and what does he think about his performance overall in the season? Good evening, uh, Mr. Marawa. Thanks very much, Mr. Marawa, for having Upeni Makati in the 18 area. Uh, just a quick one to Coach Upeni Makati, we have seen that uh, 
Manchester United has hired him as a, a striker coach and we have seen uh, the difference in the strikers the Marcus Rashford particularly doing very well Mr. Maros coming back home will he encourage teams in the DSTV Premiership to do as Manchester United did to hire a striker coach because we have seen here at home strikers are finishing as top goal scorers with uh, 12 goals 15 goals will he encourage that to happen here yeah, thank you so much indeed. Your advice, and maybe let me just squeeze in the fact that Lyle Foster has gone across now. He's going to be playing in the Premier League. He told us when he came into studio that he had a word with you. Maybe just uh, let's incorporate all the advice, including Lyle as a South African. You can hear me? me. Yeah, 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 100%. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, my brother. No, <laughs> no problem. I, I I was wishing, I was just wishing Lyle all the very best and just told him, you know, just to prepare himself properly because this is, he's going to be on the biggest, on the biggest world stage, you know, the Premier League and every opportunity, whether it's half an hour, whether it's five minutes, whether it's 10 minutes, the whole world will be watching him and he's just got to take it, take it all in and just do what's gotten him there. To begin with, he's worked all his life for this moment to get there. So he must just enjoy the journey and he must make the most of every little opportunity, small or big, that he's going to get to play on the platforms when you come to Old Trafford, if it's, you know, if he starts or not. Um, the Etihad, when you go to the Emirates, you, you soak it in, you soak it in, but then you show them what we made of in South Africa. You know, and yeah. that's that's what I call Lyle. He must just enjoy the moment and he must make the best of what he can because there's the platform that he's going to get like in the Premier League is, is incredible. So yeah. I was, I'm extremely happy and proud of him and for him. So yeah, succeed. You know, and that's what that's what I said. That's what I said to him, and also about the question that was asked. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think, listen, I think um, the more the more technical staff teams can have and the more coaches can spend individual time with players and attacking players and, and, and individuals working on attacking, uh, attacking plays, um, the more it benefits it benefits the players, it benefits the team, it benefits the club, it benefits everyone, you know. So if, if teams want to integrate that, have strikers, coaches and that, you know, the, the benefit will only come when you see the difference that it does when, when the players have all the attention from the coaches and you get to do specific drills for your positions, for your, for your area of, of when you're on the pitch. Um, then it does help, you know. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that is the way forward for clubs in South Africa. Uh, how they would want to do that or or not? That's all down to every club, every manager, every coach um, specific there. But that's what we do. That's what we do in this side of the world. South Africa will follow suit as well. Yeah. Just got a message now from uh, your former teammate, uh, 
<laughs> Let me say a former Pagapaga man. Uh, he says, good evening. Uh, you've got a great man and a, a leader with you. Please tell him that I respect him and thanks for everything that he had done for me and South African players. And I pray uh, that he can coach uh, one of the big teams in Europe. I salute you. Uh, that is from Benson Mklongo. And uh, our condolences to Benson. Uh, just recently uh, learned that he lost his wife and equally under the same breath uh, just been told now that um, you know Kevin Hunt has also uh, lost his mom and our condolences to him and he sent a message just now Benny saying send my regards so proud of him working with and in that environment uh, my condolences first of all to Benson for the loss of his wife and Coach I spoke to Coach yesterday Coach Gavin um, and also gave him my my condolences for the loss of his mom and stuff and you know it's 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 always tough losing people closest and dearest to you but you know life moves on and they will be forever with them and i hope that they can the recovery process will be will be good so that you know um yeah they'll just find the strength to to keep moving forward and moving on and yeah and i appreciate that and for benson you know Playing with Benson, what a guy, man! What a guy, unbelievable! Like one of the one of the most intelligent people I've I've been around with, especially in Bafana Bafana setup and playing with with Benson at Orlando Pirates. What a guy, and what an unbelievable guy that's going to emerge into a really good coach if given the opportunity. You know, I think Benson. On him. And if, if if given the opportunity, I think Benson can strive to be one of one of the the good coaches that will come out of out of my generation of footballers, ex football players now striving to be coaches. Uh, Benson's got it all made for, but he needs people to believe in him. Yeah, you know? as you said, I think it's about if given the opportunity is the key word. Let me go to Durban, Benny. Stairs, there's take Good evening. Good, 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 man. I'm just going to ask you to raise your voice. You're very, very soft. Okay, can you hear me now, Rob? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Since A.M. Zali, who has done extremely well with pirating, you must go as a pirate and fan. Um, from the in the mind, my book is standard sire and the coach that we have hired. Um, you know, because in Africa, he is one of the most players and who has done very well. And the Mondo he feels proud, even the mind of Okay, thank you so much, Tim. Um, I think I get the gist of the question. Uh, is uh, just looking at Orlando Pirates. Yeah, they've had one of their better seasons, uh, Benny. I know that you told me yesterday that you haven't had much time to go on social media to look at anything that's been happening. Uh, but I, I think from Stair's side, just to have an insight in terms of uh, what you make of your former team. Um. Yeah. Oof. It's hard. It's hard because you play all year. You know, to compete, to win the league. So winning the MTN8 Cup is great. Winning the NetBank Cup is also great. But I think the big one that you chase is the league. 
And in there, they've had a great season, but by their standards, that's that's not good enough. You know, you're supposed to be pushing sundowns all the way to the wire. You know, it should be a far more closer contest than what it is. Sundowns is a, it's a one it's a one horse race in our league at the moment. You know, and I, and I hope that the progress that Pirates is making and the new manager, um, what he's doing, what he's doing at at the club, that he can that he can push to make the league more interesting than what it was what it was before, how it was before, when we have four, three, four, four teams always battling it out, and it uh, and it can go either way. It's almost almost always down to the wire. But the last few years now, it's just been a one-way traffic. And, yeah. and that's not fun. You know, that's not fun anymore. And I think every other team, they got to raise their game. They got to raise their game to, to compete and, and, and make the league better than what it is at the moment. Because now, we might as well, after the first game, they might as well just hand over the trophy to Sundowns because that's exactly what's happening. Tell me, Benny, you, you, you said something quite intriguing, which I also just want to you to share with the listeners right now yesterday when you said in this coaching position that you have uh right now which is not a head coach position uh, but what i found amazing and if we can squeeze it into two minutes i'll really appreciate it is that you have not and have never ever worked as hard in your entire coaching career (laughs) (laughs) as what you've had to put up with since you've joined manchester united tell me more yes that's that is correct. I think um, put together both my jobs as a head coach at Cape Town City and head coach at Amazulu. You put those two jobs together in one in one season. I'm talking about doesn't come close to the workload that that's been done at Man United. It is relentless, but. That's expected because of the levels, the levels where you are and the amount of world-class players that you deal with on a daily basis. So we got to be ultra prepared every single day. So you in the morning at seven o'clock, half past seven in the morning, we in we in the office and already um, delegating the training sessions and the individual schedules and, 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 and all the data and everything we're getting that together then the players comes in and you have your individual meetings and stuff and then you're in the office working tirelessly on new content on different content to sit with the manager and stuff and then six o'clock in the evening that's when you leave to go home after a long day and, and that's just working as a attacking attacking coach a coach the manager, oh my goodness, uh, is just uh, is frightening. But you know what? When you see the results, when you see the progress that the team is making and where we where we are, then you don't mind all those hard work hours that you put in because it's worthwhile. Because when you see the success that Man United have everywhere in the world where you go, wow, we are like superheroes. Benny McCarthy, who's going to win the UEFA Champions League? There's oh no such team. Christ. There's no team. There's no There's... in the final. Who's winning? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I say, I say, um, Inter might surprise people because I think at the at the moment. Are you going Man with Inter? City, are you going with Inter? We can't City analyze. We are out of time. Man City is the overwhelming favorite, so I'm going for the underdog. You know, and because I'm the red half of Manchester, I'm not the blue half. So even if the blue half might look like they might win it, I'm going for Inter. You're going for Inter. As a man who once yeah. scored twice against uh, Man United for Porto back in 2003-2004 <laughs> and also won the UEFA Champions League under Jose Mourinho. <laughs> Benny McCarthy, let's do this again, my friend. There's so much uh, that we needed to cover, but you know what? We salute you. We congratulate you. We wish you everything of the best and a well-deserved break with you and the family. Everything of the best, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me, Robbie. And next season... We'll definitely make it a more, a more, more regular thing. Absolutely, would, would love that. Would love that. So we can talk individual players. We talked about Canaccio and we saw the impact that he made in the FA Cup when he did come on. So we'll talk about that. Marcus Rashford, individual players, defence, anything. Benny, have a good break, man. We appreciate you. Thank sir. you very much, my brother. Thank you. Love you all, both. Cheers, man.